What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be going over college football week 11 results and our picks, and then we're going to get into this upcoming week, week 12, uh, talk a little bit about the games and make our picks for those games. Yeah, so the first game that we had on the schedule last week was Miami at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech was favored by two and a half. We both took Miami to win the game straight up, and they did. It was one of the more entertaining games of the day. Miami trailed pretty much the whole way. Um, then late in, or kind of in the middle of the fourth quarter, they threw a long pass, about a 40-yard pass down the middle on a play-action pass and scored to go ahead 25-24, missed a two-point conversion, but they were able to hold on to the lead the rest of the way despite Virginia Tech getting pretty close to field goal range a couple of times, but Miami ended up being able to close it out. And after the game, you find out they were without a, a few key players because of the COVID stuff. They didn't know if they were going to be able to play even up until game day. So pretty impressive win that they got right there and able to keep it moving. Um, it was a little closer than I expected it to be. I thought Miami would maybe hold the lead for a while, but still finding a way to win in a conference road game is impressive nonetheless. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it was a lot closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Um... I thought Miami was going to win pretty comfortably. I thought they'd win by at least a touchdown, uh, even though they were the underdog. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely one of the better games, like you said, uh, to watch this past week. Yeah, so that was our first one. The next one we had was Indiana at Michigan State. Um, Indiana was served by seven. We both took Indiana to win and cover, and they did so. Dominated the game 24 to nothing. Um, I was a little surprised with how well – or how well they played on defense and dominated the game. But, I mean, they've proven to be pretty consistent at this point. Michigan State's kind of had the one good win, which has come now against a team in Michigan that doesn't look very good. So, Michigan State looks like they're definitely headed for a, a serious rebuild here or at least a reload or something. But Indiana playing really well, dominated this game, and they're uh, poised for their matchup this week with Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's going to be uh, going to be a pretty good game. I know Ohio State's – favored by almost three touchdowns. Uh, I think it'll be closer than that. I do think Ohio State will win, but uh, Indiana looks like a really good football team this year. Agreed. They're, they're playing really well. The next one we have is Coastal Carolina and Troy. That one got postponed. So after that was Army at Tulane, and Tulane was a five-and-a-half point favorite. We both took Army to win straight up, and that did not happen. Tulane got jumped out pretty early, 14 to nothing. Army closed the gap with two touchdowns but missed an extra point and missed the two-point conversion, so it got to 14-12. to 12. But then Army wasn't really able to capitalize on any more of the momentum, and Tulane ended up pulling away and kind of making a blowout at the end. The score doesn't really suggest how close the game was for the majority of it, but Tulane ends up winning 38-12. to 12. Army just struggled to move the ball, and when they get down big, obviously a run-first option team, it's hard for them to come back from deficits like that. Yeah, like you said uh... – you know, Tulane just got out to that lead and the type of game play and style that Army plays and Navy plays is, you know, they like to control the tempo of the game, control the clock, and uh, it's always good to, you know, have the lead when doing so. Otherwise, uh, they can get in trouble quick. So the next one was Penn State, was a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Nebraska. We both took Penn State to win and cover. And Nebraska ended up winning the game outright. I mean, this is a game I'm pretty sure I talked about it. I'd love to take Nebraska. I just didn't feel confident enough to pull the trigger. But Nebraska ended up playing really well. It took uh, advantage of some a bunch of Penn State turnovers in the first half. 
ended up actually getting Sean Clifford, the veteran quarterback, benched. Nebraska gets up 27-6, to and then they kind of do what we see a lot of teams do in, the col- in college and NFL, just kind of went into a shell, tried to protect the lead, and it almost ended up biting them in the butt. But they found enough, uh, found, made enough plays to win down the stretch, including two stops in their own territory with Penn State having the ball trying to tie the game late in the fourth quarter. So Nebraska ends up getting the win 30-23. to And I think that Nebraska still, even though the record's only 1-2, and two, I think they're improving, and I think that uh, Frost has a chance to get that turned around. And just Penn State, I mean, probably the most surprising start to the season for any team so far this year, starting 0-4. Yeah, uh, I thought it would be a pretty close game. I did think Penn State would win, um, but the inconsistency from Clifford at quarterback has been terrible. I think they're on their fourth string running back now. Uh, They're just not looking good on offense or defense for that matter. They can't really – stop anybody or get turnovers to help the offense out. But offense is really struggling, uh, especially at the quarterback position. So, um, and they've got some games left. They could, you know, tally up some wins here. But, uh, I mean, they're losing to teams they shouldn't be losing to in a traditional year. So, uh, who knows what their, their record is going to be come the end of the season. Yeah, we'll see how hot uh, Franklin's seat starts to get because – you know, those people can turn fast, as can many other fan bases, so we'll see. But definitely a surprising start for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, the next game was Illinois at Rutgers. Rutgers was favored by six and a half. We both took Rutgers to win and cover, and Illinois ended up winning the game. Rutgers made a lot of mistakes. I watched a decent amount of this game. Rutgers was ahead 20-17, to 17, made a decent amount of mistakes, mistakes in the second half, and they're just not dynamic enough to overcome those. Illinois got a couple turnovers, including to set up their game-winning field goal, 23-20. to 20. And, in fact, uh, they missed a couple of go-ahead field goals in the second half when they could have won this game like 29-20 to 20 if they had made them all. But Illinois finds a way to squeak one out on the road and wins the game 23-20. to 20. Yeah, like you said, uh, Rutgers just made too many mistakes, and uh, Illinois was able to capitalize on that. And we've said in many other podcasts that, uh, you know, at any level, when you turn the ball over and you make mistakes, it's it's hard to win games, especially the ones that are going to be close. For sure. The next one was TCU at West Virginia. West Virginia was favored by three. We both took West Virginia to cover. This was, like I said, I thought if we had a lock of the week, this was it. I just really like West Virginia at home. They're a different team at home. Even though they haven't played poorly on the road, they just really have performed well at home. Now they're 5-0 and at home, really stymied and shut down TCU. TCU wasn't able to do much at all, couldn't move the ball, turned it over a couple times. Um, this really, West Virginia really played well, and they ended up winning the game 24-6. to And I really like uh, the program Neil Brown's building. I like the quarterback, Daigie. They've got some good running backs, some good weapons on the outside, and the defense is playing really well. I think this is a team to watch the rest of this season and moving forward in the future. I think he's building a pretty solid foundation there at that program. Yeah, like you said, uh, West Virginia is just a completely different team at home. It's it's similar to how uh, the Seattle Seahawks and New England Patriots are in the NFL. Um, you know, they they say the twelfth man at Seattle, but those two teams don't very rarely lose at home. Uh, you know, they're they're both very good teams, and West Virginia is a good team, like you said, on the road as well. But when they play at home, they're very tough to beat. All right, the next game is was Notre Dame at Boston College. We both took Notre Dame to win the game, but Boston College recovered the 13-and-a-half. Notre Dame ends up winning the game 45-31, so that's kind of ironic. But 
Notre Dame really just playing well. They've really gotten some confidence. They've started to really steamroll, especially the win last week against Clemson. Now they just took care of BC pretty easily. I thought this was a game where they could maybe let down, maybe sleep a little bit and have a, have some trouble in the second half, but they built a huge lead and just really were able to do whatever they wanted, uh, kind of ran the clock second half, didn't need to do much. So Notre Dame still looking pretty impressive, uh, especially in this win last Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Um, who do they have this week? They got North Carolina, not this week, next week, and then Syracuse and Wake Forest. So, I mean, if they get past North Carolina, which I do think they will, I mean, they could they could uh, very easily find themselves in the playoffs. So that would be exciting to have somebody different in there, um, you know, somebody that can play with the competition. I think they can. Um, I know Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence when they played, but um, – you know, the backup they have is the best quarterback in that class, and I know he's good. I've seen a lot of stuff on him. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think they will finish it out undefeated and make it to the playoffs, but I just want to see how they do when they get there. Yeah, I think I can definitely close out the regular season undefeated, but with them being in the ACC this year and a rematch with Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, it'll be really fun to watch. I think if they lose a close game in that one, they could definitely still squeak in, but um we'll just have to see but yeah i think both teams are definitely clemson and notre dame obviously the class of what is the weird 2020 acc and notre dame has a legitimate shot to make the playoff for sure uh let's see next one we have was usc at arizona usc was favored by 14 we both took usc to win you took usc you took arizona to cover 14 i took you usc to cover the 14 on the road so you're right in that regard it was a really back and forth game USC has just really looked kind of underwhelming, kind of lethargic so far this year. Obviously, they're 2-0, and so they're doing something right, but just really uh, uninspiring in their games. I mean, I think they're the better team for sure between them, Arizona and Arizona State, but both games they really had to, uh, I mean, just pulling out of the fire, really. I mean, Arizona scores to go ahead 23-20. to USC drives down the field, gets a big touchdown late in the fourth quarter to make it 27-23. Arizona – uh, manages to go down and score again, and USC kind of has to hit a not a miracle, but I mean make every play right and and a two minute drill down the field, and they end up doing it, scoring with like three seconds left and closing the game out on the lateral attempt by Arizona. But still, USC kind of underwhelming to this point, really uh, leaves something to be desired. So we'll see if they can get it uh, the ship righted. But I think they had a much tougher test this week, so not impressed with them at this point. But of course, there's two and zero, so yeah, I'm not really impressed. We'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too impressed with them either. It was a good game to watch just because how uh, back and forth and close it was uh, down the stretch. But it's just crazy to think, you know, we're sitting here almost the end of November and they've played two games. It's just such a weird year. Yeah, I know. It's hope we never have one like it again. But um, the next one was Louisville at Virginia. Virginia was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. We both took them to win and cover. They did so. They won 31-17, kind of back and forth for a while. But then to begin the second half, Virginia went on a touchdown drive, extended it to uh, a full seven-point game, and then were able to extend it to 14-point game in the fourth quarter and just really uh, control the clock and control the ball. And um, Louisville, a lot of weapons on offense, but they're really inconsistent. They've had some COVID problems too. Virginia, I think even though they're only three and four, they're really coming on as of late and playing a lot better. So wasn't surprised with this, and I thought Virginia would win the whole way. Yeah, I think we talked about it last week. I thought they would win uh, pretty easily. Uh, like you said, Louisville's just been very inconsistent, and you know, with the COVID problems and everything, it was uh, it was a tough on them to for them to get out there and win. 
Then we had Oregon at Washington State. Oregon was favored by 10. We both took Oregon to win and cover. This game was kind of hairy for a while for Oregon. Washington State was up a couple scores first half. Oregon kind of sleepwalking, not playing their best. They were able to turn it on and ended up covering the spread 43-29. to But still, they're going to have to start a little faster, especially when they play a little better competition. I don't think Washington State's anything to sneeze about. But if Oregon wants to get to the playoff and do the things they're talking about doing this season, they're going to have to play more consistent and better. But obviously, again, just like USC, 2-0, late start, weird year. So that could be contributing to it. But um, Oregon gets to 2-0. We'll see how they can continue to progress throughout the year. Yeah, this one at first I thought was going to slip away from them. But, uh, you know, Pac-12, Big 12, anything can really happen with, you know, the offense-heavy type uh, teams that are out there. So, uh, wasn't too surprised that they came back and won. I was just more so surprised that they were able to cover. So, Yeah, they pulled it out of the fire there at the end, but. Uh, the next one we have is Wisconsin and Michigan. This is probably the most wrong that I've been in a long time on a game. I picked Michigan to win straight up. You pick Wisconsin to cover. I was just really thought that Michigan would play inspired at home, would play much better, um, that they weren't as bad as they look to be. looks like they have a lot of problems. They really can't move the ball consistently. Their quarterback struggles to throw. Their defense isn't very good. And Wisconsin coming off a three-week hiatus, I just thought that Michigan would uh, play better and find a way to win this game. Obviously, that was not the case. Wisconsin dominates 49-11. to I think Michigan's got a lot of problems. I think this isn't the last loss they're going to have this year, and I think that Harbaugh is definitely going to be on the hot seat, as he has already been talked about nationally for the last couple of years that he can't win the big game. Now they're 1-3 and three and really struggling. Um, I just don't see their season really getting turned around at this point. And Wisconsin looks strong like they have been the past few years, so. Um, really surprised with how much of a blowout it was. Not surprised that Wisconsin won the game. Yeah, I agree with you on that one too. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, I watched them, you know, before they had the whole COVID stuff and, you know, sitting out a couple games. Uh, they looked good, looked strong. Nothing Michigan has done this year has impressed me. So that was why I took them, but I was surprised that they beat them that bad. Uh, I don't mind seeing, I don't really care for Michigan or Harbaugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with it too. I just picked so I that's that's pretty uh pretty pretty terrible call, but it happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, next one we had was Northwestern at Purdue. This is another team that I've talked about. I really like this year. I think they're really solid and fundamental. Northwestern was favored by three. We both took them to win and cover, and Northwestern did twenty-seven to twenty. I think Purdue's a pretty solid team too. They're now two and one. They had their game with Wisconsin canceled, but. I think they're solid. I think Northwestern's really solid. I just think I really like what like I've talked about. Peyton Ramsey, the quarterback that's transferred in from Indiana, is playing really well, making minimal mistakes. Northwestern's defense is really solid, and they're able to run the ball uh, when they want to. So I just really – now they're up to 4-0, and up to number 19 in the country with a big showdown this week. So really excited to watch that one, but I just really enjoyed watching this game. I really – I kind of – uh, quietly root for both teams so this was a fun one to watch but Northwestern was able to close it out and win 27 to 20. Yeah this was probably my favorite game to watch all week uh, you know just kind of screamed Big Ten football um, you know I think the final score is 19 to 13 uh, you know with the exception of Ohio State Penn State and you know Wisconsin the past few years Big Ten football has always kind of had those close lower scoring games uh, so that was good to see I knew it'd be you know, pretty close game, but I, I thought Northwestern was going to win as you did too. And I think they're a really good team. I think they're really well coached, but I do think Purdue is good as well. I think they both have some wins left on their schedules. 
yeah, looking forward to watching both of them close out the year. Um, the last one that we had that was non-SEC was Florida State and North Carolina State. North Carolina State was favored by nine and a half. We both took them to win and cover. They did. They ended up winning 38-22, but I think that's a little closer score than what the game actually was in the fourth quarter. NC State was up 35-9. to Just really kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Still were able to close out the game and cover the spread, but Florida State still just seems to be light years away from where they want to be. And NC State's offense continues to put up numbers. Yeah, for sure. They they look good. Florida State, uh, you know, they're still struggling. Still trying to figure it out. But, um, I mean, they're just not a good football team right now. So, this one didn't really surprise me too much. Agreed. All right, so moving into the three SEC games that we had last week. The first one that we had was Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Kentucky was favored by 17. We both took Kentucky to win the game and to cover. Obviously, that did not happen. Kentucky had to hold on for dear life down the stretch. Ends up winning 38-35. to It was a really emotional day for Kentucky, obviously, with the passing of their offensive line coach last week, John Schlarman. Uh, they known he had had cancer, and it wasn't looking good for a while. But still, when the uh, when that end result takes place, it's hard to hard to take a lot of, especially for a lot of those guys that were recruited or played for him. So you can understand that aspect of it. But this Vanderbilt team really has struggled this year to put up points, and it was surprising to see them put up 35 against a pretty solid Kentucky defense. But I mean, rivalry, that kind of thing, emotion, that kind of thing happens. The biggest thing is Kentucky was able to win the game. Um, we'll see what they can do moving forward. But um, just really surprised with how close this game ended up being. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah, I don't – I mean, I think we both said Kentucky would cover, but it was really kind of a toss-up because Vanderbilt has played some games where, you know, they look like they have a pulse and they've played others where they don't. Uh, but I was definitely surprised it was as close as it was. Um, like you said, I thought, you know, their coach passing away and everything would kind of put fuel on the fire, but um, kind of hit them the opposite way. It's kind of not necessarily lethargic, but – didn't play their best game, I don't think. I think they're a way better team than Vanderbilt. But uh, wasn't surprised they won, but just surprised it was as close as it was. Yeah, agreed with you on that. The next one we had was Arkansas at Florida. Florida, Florida was favored by 17 and a half. Uh, we both picked Florida to win. You picked Florida to cover. To cover, I picked Arkansas to kind of get a backdoor cover there. Didn't end up happening. Florida's offense was just on fire, too electric for Arkansas to even try and keep up with. Pretty close for a while in the first half, but Kyle Trask just had a really special night. Six touchdowns, is really moving the ball around, really didn't even play the fourth quarter. Just, um, I don't know that he's going to get to it, but, man, he's really putting up the stats for a Heisman campaign Mm -hmm. and uh, just really dominating right now. I don't see anybody in the regular season, at least, giving them much of a fight the rest of the way. So, we'll see. But Florida ends up winning 63-35 to and just, I mean, was in cruise control pretty much from the end of the second quarter moving on. So, Really impressed with what Florida was able to do in that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they're really good. Trask has looked really good. Uh, like you said, he's putting up some Heisman-type numbers. And, um, I mean, with the except with Lawrence being out, and uh, I think he's got a real shot at it, too. I think Fields will be a runner with it as well. But Matt Jones, too. Matt Jones, yeah. But uh, I think the key is just winning games at this point, you know, still continue to put up the stats and continue to win games, and he might be there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see down the stretch here. Um, the last SEC game that we had last week was South Carolina at Ole Miss. Ole Miss was favored by 11. We both picked Ole Miss to win, but South Carolina to cover. And it was looking that way for a long time. In fact, South Carolina 
scored a touchdown early in the fourth to go up 42 to 38. And you're like, okay, uh, South Carolina got a real shot to win this game. But then Ole Miss kind of took over. South Carolina's offense faded down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And Ole Miss ends up pulling away 59-42. But really impressed with some players in this game. Kevin Harris, I believe, for South Carolina had five touchdowns over 200 yards. Matt Corral for Ole Miss just continues to put up numbers. He had over 500 and – I think he had 513 yards passing, 20 yards rushing. So he almost broke Archie Manning's single-game record from like 1969, I believe. It's just crazy to see that kind of offensive output. The defense has really struggled to keep up. But um, this game ends up getting South Carolina's coach, Will Muschamp, fired. Um, really surprising to see that, especially at just two and four in a COVID year. Just weird to see. But, I mean, it's the SEC, so people do make uh, quick decisions and, and decisions off of emotion. But strange to see that this year. I didn't think that was coming, at least at this point. But. This was a really fun game to watch with Ole Miss pulling away at the end. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. South Carolina has just had kind of a weird year. They played really good against us, and they, uh, you know, they've had some good games, and they've had some really bad games. And then this one. Yeah, I mean, they've beaten Auburn. They beat yeah, Auburn. Yeah, and then this one, they look like they're going to play good, and then they kind of let it slip away, and then couldn't catch up. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, I think I texted you as soon as I got the alert that. Muschamp was fired. We were both surprised by it. Um, I mean, you're on a short leash in college football anymore. It's crazy. It's, you know, so fan-driven. and uh, You know, it's really hard to build a program like that. I mean, they're trying to get back, uh, you know, where they were, you know, a few years ago with Lattimore and all them, uh, you know, competing at least. But, I mean, having a good coach, I mean, he's – not a terrible coach. I don't like him, but he's not a terrible coach. I don't think they made the right move to fire him just because it's so hard to get somebody in there that you believe is going to turn your program around in a short amount of time, especially. Yeah, I think Will Muschamp's really emotional and fiery, and some of the stuff he can do can piss you off, especially as a opposing fan. But I think he's genuine and passionate, and he wants to succeed and do well there. And I think all his players love playing for him. Um, just a tough situation, but when you're stuck on, you kind of have to look around and think, hey, what's our, our history been the last 100-plus years? Just If you take out the Steve Spurrier years, and those, uh, there's not much meat on the bone there. I mean, they've had some, some bowl wins, and they've had some success, but the vast majority of it's come under Lou Holtz and um, Steve Spurrier. So, I mean, who are you going to go get is the thing in a COVID year. It's just uh, – Yeah, exactly. It's just – so it's kind of head scratch, and you figure they'd at least give them another year to try and get it turned around, but – I guess they're trying to see if they can stay or, or maybe compete with the big boys, but I just I don't know who they're going to hire or who they're going to be willing to spend for that's going to get them any higher than what Muschamp could possibly do. So we'll see, but like you said, rash decisions, quick decisions in the SEC. Yeah, for sure. All right, so after this week, our straight-up totals were 90 and 35 apiece. And against the spread, Blair keeps closing the gap on me. I'm having bad weeks against the spread, and he's doing well. I'm 66-55-2. Blair is 59-63-2. So, if he keeps up at that pace in a couple weeks, he'll be ahead of me in that. So, Nah, I'll, I'll get back in my place probably this week, I'm sure. Uh, we'll see. But uh, that's where we stand going into week 12. So, getting into this week, we have a lot of games. Some have been postponed again, but – they're going to be plenty to watch. The first one is a really big showdown in the Big Ten, and that is Indiana, who's ranked number nine now at number three, Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 20 and a half. Looking at this one, we really had a hard time with it. 
obviously I want Indiana to win the game straight up just to see some chaos and see different teams up the top, but I just can't do that. I think Ohio State's going to win the game, but I think the spread's really tricky. Indiana has really moved the ball well passing the ball. you got a really mobile quarterback in Penix. Ohio State struggled defensively a little bit, giving up some points. I mean, I don't think that there's any way Indiana wins the game straight up, even though I'd love to see it. But I think Indiana is going to cover this spread. I just think it's going to be a competitive game for a while. I think Ohio State's going to get Indiana's absolute best shot, obviously the biggest game in Indiana football history since probably 19, late 1980s. And I just think they're going to be up for it. They're going to be ready. And um, I, I like Indiana to cover 20 and a half at Ohio State. Yeah, I'm with you on this one as well. I really would like to see Indiana find a way to win this game, and I'm okay with being wrong on my pick. But I just think Ohio State's going to be too much at the end of the day. Uh, but 20 and a half is a lot. Um, you know, I, I guess – I can't remember. Did they cover the spread against Penn State? I think they barely yes. did, right, at the end of the game. It was, it was 11, and they won by 13. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a lot. I don't think – Penn State's that good. You know, Indiana beat Penn State. This is a larger spread, so that's just crazy. Um, But, yeah, I think Ohio State wins, but I think Indiana covers. And so that means Ohio State will probably win by 50. Probably. Um, So the next one we have is Coastal Carolina, who is still ranked number 15 against Appalachian State. I was talking about wanting to see this matchup. I think it's going to be a good one. But after seeing Appalachian State struggle a little bit this year with some teams that Coastal Carolina's really handled, I know you can't use the transitive property, but Coastal's a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home, and I really like them to win this game and to cover. I think that they um, are going to be really juiced for this game. I think if they win this game, they'll finish the regular season undefeated. I just They really played well. Their defense is playing well. And I like them to win this game by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. So I think that they win the game and they cover the spread. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, too. Like you said, you can't necessarily take – you know, what each of them does against another team uh, into account when you're picking this one. But, uh, I mean, Coastal's handled these teams that, you know, Appalachian State has struggled with. So, I, I like Coastal to win this one in cover as well. All right. Next one we have is Illinois at Nebraska. Nebraska is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Nebraska got the monkey off their back with the week, big win at home against Penn State last week. I think Illinois is going to kind of breathe a sigh of relief after getting the road win at Rutgers. I don't know that they win another game this year. I really like Nebraska to win this game, and I want them to cover, and I want them to win this game because I just have a disdain for Illinois. So I'm going to take Nebraska to win and to cover the 15-and-a-half at home. Yeah, I agree. I think Nebraska is a better football team at the end of the day. Uh, I think the spread is a little tricky. I think it will be two scores, uh, but I think it could either be um, – Two to three scores, I'm sorry. So I think it could be anywhere from 10 to 17 points. It's just a matter of where it falls. But I will take them to win and cover. All right. So the list of games that I had written down early in the week, the next two had been postponed. We had Wake Forest at Duke. That one has been postponed in Houston at SMU, which I thought was going to be a really good game, and that's been postponed as well. So our next one – or postponed as well, sorry. The next one that we have is Georgia Southern at Army. And Army is a four-point favorite. Army coming off the tough road loss to Tulane. Georgia Southern has played pretty well, too. They're at 6-2 and two on the year. But I want to take Army to bounce back at home in this game and to win this game. They both, take similar, they both play similar styles. The triple option, the game's probably going to go pretty quickly. I think Georgia State's willing to move around and throw it a little bit more. But I really think this game's going to go fast. And I think the team that maybe gets ahead or scores first has an advantage because it's going to um, – 
really put the pressure on the other team to score and keep up just in a game that's going to be clock and time control and time and uh, ball control. So I like Army to bounce back and win this game at home and to cover. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Army wins by a touchdown at the end of the day. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I got Army by a touchdown, and I like them to bounce back this week. Had a tough one last week. Um, like you said, Southern and them both play a similar type game, so we'll go fast. Um, I think it's just whoever's running the ball better at the end of the day and uh, whoever controls the clock. Um, but, yeah, I like Army in this one to win by at least touchdown. All right. Next one we have is Cincinnati up to number seven in the polls, favored by six at UCF. I think this could be a really fun game. Like we've talked about a few times, Cincinnati's one of those teams that could sneak in. UCF not quite as strong as they have been the past few years. But I think that they'll really be up for this game. I think it'll be really competitive and a really, really a challenge for Cincinnati. The way UCF kind of bastardizes the game and runs the plays before four seconds run off the play clock. They run up there so fast. It's just really not that fun to watch, but it's definitely like something different and entertaining to see. Teams try to combat that, especially good teams. Um, so what I'm hoping for is that Cincinnati absolutely goes in there and just stomps them, um, wins the game pretty easily. I don't expect that to be the case. I think UCF will give them their best shot, but I do expect Cincinnati to win the game and to end up covering uh, probably late in the fourth quarter, but I think they end up winning the game by two scores. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if I had a lock of the week, this is my lock of the week, Cincinnati covering the six. Um, I think they're good on both sides of the ball, and I think – their defense will give UCF's offense a little bit of trouble. So I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I like that. I hope that's the case. The next one we have is the one that I will be looking forward to the most this weekend that is not Tennessee. It is Wisconsin, who's number 10, favored by 7.5 at Northwestern, who's now up to number 19, both teams undefeated. Obviously, Wisconsin's lost a couple of games because of their problems with the virus. Northwestern 4-0. and this game I'm going to pick with my heart. It might cost me in the standings, but this is what I want to happen. Um, I want Northwestern to win. I'm going to take Wisconsin to win and hope that I'm wrong, but I think Northwestern definitely covers. I think this is a very competitive game. I could see Northwestern controlling the game, it being really close, and then Wisconsin somehow capitalizing on a mistake late because Northwestern isn't ready to close out a game like this or for the stage. I hope I'm wrong. Like I said, I want Northwestern to win, but just for the sake of the picks. I'm going to take Wisconsin to win, but Northwestern to cover seven and a half at home. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to pick with my heart on this one because I like Northwestern. I like their coaching staff. Um, I would love for them to win the game. I would love for them to cover, but I think at the end of the day, Wisconsin's going to win. I think they'll cover as well. All right, so you think Wisconsin's going to cover? All right. Uh, let's see. So the next one we have is Iowa at Penn State. I really like Iowa. I think Penn State's down now. I think that there's a lot of rumors and stuff circulating. I really like the way Iowa's played. They bounced back, really absolutely dominated Minnesota last week, 35-7 to on the road. Minnesota was like less than 220 yards of offense. Iowa ran the ball at will. We're just opening huge holes. I watched pretty much the entirety of that game because it was on Friday night. Iowa's the two-and-a-half-point favorite at Penn State. I don't want to call this a lock, but I just really feel confident Iowa is just the better team, and I think Iowa is going to win on the road. Yeah, Iowa by uh, close to a touchdown. I think Penn State's just kind of in shambles right now. Uh, not consistent quarterback play, fourth string running back, struggling on both sides of the ball. 
Um, I just like Iowa in this one. I think they're playing better. I think they're a better team this year. Yeah, I really like that pick. Um, the next one is Virginia Tech at Pitt. Virginia Tech's favored by three and a half. I'm going the other way in this one. I think Pitt wins at home. They've been a different team at home. They played better at home uh, sans the Notre Dame game a few weeks ago. I just really like Pitt to win the game straight up at home. Yeah, I'm right there with you. They're another one of those teams that plays good at home. We were talking about uh, West Virginia, comparing them to the Patriots and Seattle Seahawks in the NFL. They just play different at home. Also good on the road, but just play better at home. Very rarely lose when they're playing at home. Uh, I like them to win this one as well. All right, the next one we have is number 14, Oklahoma State. At number 18, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is now favored by seven. Oklahoma's defense has really been playing well the last few weeks. They've just put up over 60 points in their last two games, and they've held the two teams to a combined 31 points. Now, neither one of those teams is Oklahoma State, but Oklahoma State has really been struggling on offense as of late. Um, I just I think Oklahoma wins, and I think they cover. I think they not run away with this game, but I think they dominate it and end up winning the game by at least seven points. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they'll win by about 10 points or so, but – I mean, hey, it's the Big 12. They could win by 40 for all we know. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think they win this one pretty not comfortably or easily, but I don't think it will ever be in doubt. Yeah, I think an interesting thing to look at in this game is the over-under is only like 58, and when these two teams get together, I just don't see. I don't care how good the defenses are. I just don't see the game being less than 58 points. Yeah, so they both almost put Not throwing out any bad advice, but I see that game going way over 58. Yeah, I mean, I, I – I mean, I just always feel like they put up at least 35 each, just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I mean, typically they get in those shootouts where it's like at the end of the game, one of the teams is going for a two-point conversion or at least contemplating it to win. So, yeah. I, just, I don't see that at all. So, maybe I'm wrong, but I would I would definitely take that over. Yeah, I agree. All right, the next one's a pretty interesting game, too. you got Liberty, who's ranked 21. They're 8-0 on the season. NC State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um. I think the over is a good one in this one, too. I think it's only like 65. I don't see either defense really stopping each other. NC State's defense is probably a little bit better, but Liberty's offense is really electric. I don't know. Something's just telling me this is the week that Liberty's going to lose. I'm, I, I don't know. I, I don't really care either way, but I just feel like NC State's going to find a way to get this one done. So I'm going to take NC State at home. I'm going to take them to cover. I think this one, I mean, I'm, I could really flip a coin on this one, mainly because I think NC State will win, but I'm going to go with Liberty just because I want them to win. I want them and, uh, you know, teams like them, Coastal, just to run the table, go undefeated, and, uh, you know, make things interesting for the college football playoffs uh, selection committee and, you know, possibly get the expansion of, you know, from four to eight or four to six, just something that makes it a little more interesting, a little bit better for the fans and better for the teams. I mean, we've talked about it before. There's a team or two every year that you feel like should be in the playoffs that doesn't get in. Then there's a team in there that you feel like got in over another team or, you know, something along those lines. So I'm just picking them out of the spite that I would like to see them run the table. Yeah, I think that whoever finishes higher – or whoever finishes undefeated of Liberty and Coastal or whoever finishes higher definitely gets a shot at the group of six BCS or New Year's six bowl spot. But I think Cincinnati and BYU could really push for what you're talking about. I saw somebody float the idea on Twitter of um, 
December 19th on Championship Saturday if Liberty and BYU both go undefeated, that they should both play at BYU just to put the playoffs' attention on them. Obviously, neither one is probably going to get a shot, but, I mean, the playoff committee would definitely at least have to pay attention if you had an 11-0 Liberty versus a 10-0 BYU. Um, BYU also has the chance to play Pac-12 teams now because today the Pac-12 commissioner came out and said that Pac-12 teams that have lost a game can schedule a non-conference opponent. And if I were BYU, I would be hopping all over that because I think BYU would have a strong chance to win the Pac-12 this year. I think them and Oregon would be the two best teams. So I would definitely hop all over that if I was BYU. But like you said, it would put some pressure on the committee. And, I mean, wouldn't be a bad thing. Never never too much football. So it would be good to see those good group of five teams get a shot at something more than just a, a, a decent bowl. So, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, the next one we have is kind of a snoozer now. You have Michigan at Rutgers. Michigan's favored by seven and a half. Man, I really don't know. I would say ordinarily, man, you hop all over this one, but Michigan really cannot move the ball. Maybe that what they need is to get right against Rutgers, but I don't know. Rutgers is a little improved this year. They put up some points against Ohio State, obviously won the game at Michigan State, who Michigan lost to at home. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to pick Michigan to win just because I, I just can't see Rutgers winning this, although I would love to see it. But I'm going to take Rutgers to cover seven and a half. Hope, hope for a turnover fest. Maybe Rutgers can find a way to upset them, but I'm going to take Michigan to win, but Rutgers to cover seven and a half at home. Yeah, I think, like you said, this is one of those games for Michigan where they kind of, I mean, for Harbaugh's sake especially, they've got to get something going. If they lose this one, I think he's gone before the year's over for sure. Um I think they win this one comfortably. I think they win. Uh, I think they'll win by at least two scores. I know it's going to be close to that. I think it'll be a close game, uh, closer than a lot of people think, but I'll take them to win and cover. I'm changing my pick. I'm taking them to cover. There's no way. There's just no way. They have to yeah. win this game. I'm taking it. It's just like it's like one of those games that, like, Michigan beats the crap out of Rutgers. It's like it's something that happens year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, I hope Rutgers wins. No, no lie, but I, oh, yeah, I can't see too. it being close. Yeah. All right, we had Georgia Tech at Miami. That one's been postponed now too. So the next one we have is Arizona at Washington. Washington's favored by eleven and a half. I was impressed with Arizona. I think they played really well, but I think that might have been more about how UC, USC might be overrated. So at home, I'm going to take Washington to win and cover the eleven and a half. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one as well. Uh, I think they'll get it done. I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns. All right, then the last non-SEC game we have is a game I think will be really interesting. Um, It is USC ranked number 20, favored by three at Utah. I'm just telling you right now, I'm taking Utah. They haven't played this year yet. We haven't seen them, but they're always solid. They have Jake Bentley from South Carolina as their grad transfer quarterback. I think he only improves them. Um, I think that they have a lot of weapons. They're just solid on defense. They can really run the ball. Coming off a great season last year, and USC is just really underwhelming to this point. So I'm taking Utah to win straight up. Okay, I differ on this. I'm gonna go with USC to win and to cover. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah wins, like you said, but um, just not having seen them play a weird year, uh, you just never really know. All right, so now we hop into the SEC games. The first one we have is Florida up to number six, favored by 31.5 at Vandy. This one just, as far as the spread goes, is just like weary because Florida, I think if they get up huge first half, that Trask gets pulled maybe even in the second quarter if they get up four or five scores. 
let Emory Jones play a good majority of the, of the second half. Um, and for that reason, Vanderbilt could backdoor cover. They've been playing a little bit better on offense, and Florida's defense has just been really inconsistent. But with that being said, I'm going to take Florida to win the game. I think they win it 55-14. to 14. I think that they do end up covering the 31-and-a-half. I just don't think that Vandy has enough, and I think Florida's really trying to make a statement to whatever the committee, whatever you want to say. But I think that they really dominate this game, and maybe the defense gets right this week. Um, yeah, I think Florida's going to win easily. Uh, just 31 and a half is a lot of points. I know I'll probably be wrong because I'm always wrong on the, the big spread points. I think Vanderbilt will cover. Um, I don't know. I, I think Florida, Florida should cover. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's just really big for me and I'll probably be wrong. But I'm going to take uh, – let's see. Let's go – let me figure out these points real quick, make sure I'm doing the spread right. Let's go – gosh. Holy shit, Trebek. 40, 42 – to 13 we'll go with that oh my god every score i was coming up with was like right on the line so i had to figure something out all right after that rocket science we have, uh lsu at arkansas this one's also at noon but it's kind of getting talked about arkansas is waiting on their test results friday morning to see if they're going to play the game it's had crazy line movement. Arkansas opened as a three-point favorite. Now LSU's a three-point favorite. I just – if the game gets played, and we don't know who's out for Arkansas, but if they, if they are able to play. But if the game gets played, I like Arkansas. Yeah. The defense is playing better. Franks is really moving the ball well. They've got great weapons at receiver. They can run the ball. Um, they put up 35 at Florida. I know that they got drilled by 28, but I just, I think Arkansas is the better team right now. LSU's had time to prepare. They've been off since the 31st because of the Alabama cancel last week, but I just don't see, I, I just can't pick against Arkansas in this game. I like them to win straight up. Uh, I think it will be high scoring. I think it'll be a, a fun game to watch, but I'm going to take Arkansas to win 45-38. Uh, I just think the LSU's defense has been really terrible. I think their offense is really inconsistent. And if Arkansas sits in that zone, I just don't see a way that Finley, the freshman quarterback, doesn't make some mistakes that allow Arkansas to maybe build a lead or score on defense. So I like Arkansas. If this game is played, I like Arkansas to win 45-38. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, Arkansas, I think, is the better team. They're playing better. Franks is moving the ball, scoring a lot of points. Uh, their defense is playing good. And then LSU just is not your typical LSU team. I don't think they're very good this year. Um, if it's played, I'm taking Arkansas 35-28. All right. Next one we have was Ole Miss at Texas A&M. This is supposed to be the CBS game this week, but it got postponed. Texas A&M still dealing with some issues. So the next one on the docket is Kentucky at Bama. Bama, obviously, number one. They're favored by 30. I think it's too low. I think Alabama wins uh, 45-7. I, just, I don't see a way Kentucky's competitive in this game. I think even if they try to take the air out of ball and run the ball, I think they're going to get three and out against Bama. Their defense is playing a lot better. I just I really like Bama to win and cover. I think they might even play some backup second half and still cover. So I like Alabama 45-7. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, what is it, 30? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I just don't think it'll be close, man. I think, I think it'll be. Give me fifty-two to ten on this one, Alabama. I just don't think it'll be close at all. Yeah, I'm hoping for that. Hey, Kentucky, go Bama. Yeah. Uh, tough to say, but it's the case. Next one we have is Mississippi State at Georgia. Georgia in the same boat. They've had some games moved around. They were off last week because Missouri couldn't play. They're still ranked 13th even after the beatdown by Florida. They're favored by 25 over Mississippi State. Mississippi State's been pretty putrid on offense. They take out the over 600 yards of offense against LSU. Um, 25 is a lot of points, especially when Georgia's going to be trying to break in JT Daniels. It's been rumored, and I think it's pretty much going to happen now that he's going to start this game. Um, it's a lot for Georgia. Their offense has been pretty anemic. Mississippi State's defensive line is pretty good. But I think I'm going to take Georgia to cover just because I don't see Mississippi State being able to move the ball or have any success on Georgia's defense. They're getting Jordan Davis back this week. They're getting a few other defensive pieces back. And I just I, I don't see it. I, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope Mississippi State keeps it competitive and pulls off the upset. But I just see Georgia winning the game pretty comfortably. I think Georgia wins uh, 38-10. to 10, So I'll take Georgia to cover. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Georgia wins this one, um, you know, pretty easily. Uh, I think this one – this is tough. I can honestly see this one being a push right on the, the nose. I, I see it – I see it 42-17. to 17. Um, But for the sake of the spread, we'll say uh, – dang. We'll say 42 to 16, Georgia. But I think it'll hit right on the nose, 42, 17, 25 spread. Dang, we're laboring with these, aren't we? Yeah, I'm not good at math. <laughs> All right, so we got two more. The first one is a night game, Missouri at South Carolina. Missouri is favored by six and a half. South Carolina obviously fired Muschamp. You got a lot of guys opting out, a lot of guys hurt. I think Missouri's playing better. They've had the off week. They're going to have some guys out with COVID, too, if this game ends up getting played. But I think Missouri's the better team, the momentum right now. And I just like Missouri to win the game. Six and a half seems to be a little high, but I'm going to take them to win by a touchdown on the road. I'm going to take Missouri to win 27-20. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I think Missouri is playing better. South Carolina, like you said, has some guys opting out, just fire their head coach. Uh, so, I mean, you don't really know if they're, they're trying to play for something or not, but I think Missouri is trying to play for something. So I, I like them in this one, 21, 13. All right. And then the last one of the week, obviously the one we'll be most tuned in for is the Tennessee at Auburn game. Auburn hasn't played since the 31st because they had to cancel their game last week. Tennessee had an off week built in now because Texas A&M couldn't play. So, we'll see. It's just kind of Jekyll and Hyde from both teams. Obviously, I'm Homer, Tennessee. I want to say they'll win, but it's just really been too inconsistent at this point. Don't know who's going to play quarterback. Is Garantano going to start? Are they going to play Bailey and bring Garantano off the bench? Um, is the defense going to be able to hold up? Is I just There's a lot of things. Is the offensive line going to be able to protect? I really want to take Tennessee to win. I hope they play better, but just for the sake of being realistic, I think that Auburn favored by 10.5 at home. I think Auburn wins the game. Um, I'm going to take them to win 31-21. So, I think Tennessee covers. I'm, that's I'm, my hope and that I hope that Tennessee wins outright. But uh, just the way things have been going lately, the inconsistency, it's tough to pick them to win straight up. So, I'm going to take Auburn to win 31-21 and hope I'm dead wrong. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. There's just been – I mean, Auburn is another team who's played kind of inconsistent on offense, but they're uh, they're playing a lot better. But like you said, we just don't know uh, anything about the quarterback situation going into the weekend. Um, you know, the offensive line has been hit or miss, whether they're going to block or not. Um, our defense, same story, whether they're on the field the whole time or not, whether we turn the ball over or not, it's just – We've been really, really inconsistent. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a football team as inconsistent as we've been this year. Uh, so it's really frustrating. I would like to see us pull this one off and win. Um, <clears throat> but uh, like you said, just being realistic, I think Auburn wins this one. But I do see us covering. I think it's 31-24. All right. So pretty similar. Um, just hopeful Tennessee can get it turned around, can maybe find – what fits, find what works, and, and get it clicking, but just being realistic and hoping for the best. Um, Auburn probably takes the game this Saturday, but wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee won is, again, Jekyll and Hyde, both teams. Auburn is really underperformed at times, and they can turn the ball over on offense too. So if that happens, anything can happen. But um, both agreeing right there that Auburn wins, but Tennessee keeps it competitive and covers. Yeah, for so sure. So that's our uh, – that's our game slate for this week. Uh, looking forward to watching the games and just seeing how uh, things continue to progress with the top teams. Yeah, for sure. We got some good games. Uh, hopefully most of these games that we just talked about stay on schedule. We don't have any postponed. Um, but either way, I think there's still going to be some other ones left over that aren't in jeopardy. But uh, a lot of good football, NFL, and college this week. So we're looking forward to it. You got anything else? Nope. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Tune in next time.